tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Great job. He's getting better and better at it. Please <laughs> welcome the man, the myth, the illegal. Xavier Guerrero. I'm like an episode 400. I can't get any better. Yeah, you got to get better at it. You got to always be working better. <laughs> and on the ones and twos, Atlanta Brave, winner, winner, chicken dinner, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Still good doing children. victory laps? I, no, you know me. I, I don't brag a lot about that shit. I, I haven't been. I'm is, not... your, is your old lady still giving you world championship sex? She couldn't care less about the baseball. She... Literally couldn't care less about baseball. Really? Usually girlfriends start just rooting for the team because they're oh, like, no. we're she's a still, team. She's still a Dodger fan. No, no, no. We're a team. But well, she, well, well she's a Dodger fan in the way women are Dodger fans in that she can't name one fucking player on the damn team. Uh, yeah. But do you want a girlfriend who's just like, oh, no, yeah, what hell no. Crew, no, blah, no. Blah, blah. You're like, no, okay. hell no. No, okay. no. But her mom would drive me crazy because her mom would come to visit like last year during the playoffs. Her mom yeah. would never watch any games until the playoffs. And then she's like sitting in front of the TV screaming like, fuck the Braves. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to move out. Like, when, so like when Dana lets you in on, in, on, ba- on insider baseball, you yeah. get so mad. You're like, I already Dana know. actually care. She, she knows. Like, it's very weird. But she loves the Dodgers. She's like sad right now that the Dodgers aren't going. But anyways, this is not a sports podcast. This is a podcast that goes deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole. Thank you for joining us. A lot of great things going on here at Tinfall Hat. Listen, the tell. I want to talk about the Telegram. The Telegram account. It's killing it. It's uh, it's Tinfall Hats only conspiracies. And we're up to seven hundred and seventy-five. I think or seven hundred and fifty-five. Uh, uh, subscribers joining us. I want to get up to 10,000, which would be a little crazy because nice. it will go by. Listen, that's where all the danger gets posted right now. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, until they come for that, too. Until yeah. they come for that. You know, so enjoy it while you can. Get there. That's where all the stuff that you loved on Instagram, that's where I'm posting it. I can't do it anymore. And I would love to just nuke Instagram. But one, where would I see my hot chicks friends okay and two i have to promote i have to promote on there it's like if you don't promote on there no one's getting so i play the game what's the game i love telegram so easy i just oh this cool thing on twitter post it right to telegram oh this cool thing on instagram post it right to telegram it's so easy to work go there you know there there's really two rules don't be an asshole and don't get super sexual as long as you don't do those two things because i don't just want a sausage fest on there it's actually fun uh-huh. when women are enjo- in in the in the feed the and women can be super sexual just guys yeah, yeah. Chill, guys chill, don't chill. creep out girl yeah. wants to talk about her conspiracy tits let her do it yeah, especially don't she's out. wearing a tinfoil hat shirt let yeah, her do okay, whatever she let wants her do. preferably she's wearing no shirt she's wearing a tinfoil <laughs> hat, hat but the point is that tinfoil uh, pasties on her tin, yeah there we go <laughs> 
But it's, and I wouldn't even do that, ladies. Why even, why even bring it out? It's just a fun conversation where like-minded people go, jump on there. And if, if you're, you're a retard and don't know how to get there, go to Sam's Twitter. He fixed it. Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. It's up there. Just go there, click. It takes you right to it. You can add there. And then there's every great show has a telegram now. I love it. Enjoy it while you can. That's my opinion. Because they're going to come for it. If you don't want to go on there, just go to samtriplee.com. It's on fire right now. Are you going to get an account on Trump's uh, social media? I, I'm probably not. Okay. What? I'll I, tell I you what. I expected that. Well, because, look, first of all, you know, I mean, again, I talk about Trump is Godzilla. He's a monster. But you would rather have him than that three-headed dragon, right? Of course. What's that dragon's name, Johnny? You know, you're a nerd dork. What are we talking about? The three-headed dragon that Godzilla. Godzilla would always fight. Oh, no, you're the Godzilla, the Godzilla nerd. Yeah, I, I am know. a Godzilla nerd, but you're like a nerd nerd. You're supposed to know all that Ghidra? stuff. Ghidra? I don't know. Yeah, that? something like that. So that's my... I mean, like, dude, study BlackRock, and you have your whole answers right there on everybody, okay? So I'm probably going to jump on... Because I feel like that is a silo, right? You're just, like, talking to like-minded people. That's fine on, like, a page like Telegram where yeah. it's for the podcast. Ghidra. What? It was Gidra. Good guy. Give it up for Johnny. High five. Guys, I have four shows left. One is sold out. The other one, they had to add an extra show because we were moving tickets so much. Uh, so we got we got Boise on Thursday, Salt Lake. Salt Lake is sold out. Now I'm getting people like, we were going to drive in. At the rate things are going, I, I guarantee you 10% of the show doesn't show up. It's just how it goes now. 10% don't show up. There might be tickets. There might not. But there might be tickets. So if you want to go, go. I should have done 10 more that actual sellout, but I also don't want to get in trouble for that. But show up. There's usually going to be tickets available. If you're not there by a certain time, they're going to sell your fucking tickets, okay? Uh, then I have San Diego. San Diego, is that's on the 18th, 18th, okay? Go check that out. I have a fun show there. And then on the December 11th, 10th? 10th. 10th. It's my last show of the year. Got to end it in Miami, in, ta- in Florida. In ta- uh, Tampa. I would move to Tampa, Florida, somewhere in the <laughs> middle, right? So I can hang out. But unfortunately, uh, the mother doesn't want to move there. So we'll figure May- I'll work her maybe a little bit. I'll work her at least a little bit. Florida's, <laughs> Florida's cool. I like Florida. Yeah. I just get worried that it's too, like, freedom. Everything's freedom. I just don't want to be where they get the hurricanes. Yeah, so you want to be on that other coast, I think. Tampa doesn't get hurricanes. But I, I think you'd just rather be on the other side just so you can get out to the Atlantic. You know, get out. Get out. I, I would love to live in Houston, but it floods. Guys, a lot of great things going on. Tiffle hat. Uh, see if the new T-shirt's dropped. It's not up there. There was supposed to be a new one dropped today. Okay. After the day, it will. So probably when you're listening to this, it will be out. I will yeah, be it's a, uh, hold on. It's supposed to be an anti-anti-vaccine club. So... <laughs> I love that. So let's go to tinfoilhattshirts.com for all your t-shirts. Now, some people end up going to these Chinese ones. Just go to samtriplee.com, click the banner, it says tinfoilhattshirts.com. It's huge. It takes you right there. It's fucking takes huge. takes you right there. Everything is on samtriplee.com. My date, my stand-up clips are there. It's supposed to be the new Miami, and the 500th is supposed to be up there, too. So go check that out. And it's the one-stop shop. I have a radio station on there. New show. every You can listen to Sam Tripoli talk 24-7, just like in your head. Okay? You can hear all the 
Todd. That's a good one again. Saturn Death Cult. Great show. So, and then finally, guys, premium content. Rockfin's on fire. We just got Brandon Walsh on there. I'm working on some more people with comedy. It's everybody you love is there. $10, you get everybody's content. You don't have to subscribe to each one. Tim Fall Hat Premium. Punch, uh, no, uh, what else is there? Uh, Broken Zero. Simulation. Early Broken Sim. Conspiracy Social Club. Uh, we don't smoke the mm-hmm. same. Greatest of all time sports talk when we do it. It's all there. I'm putting out six episodes by myself a week. We're about to record our 40th episode of Broken Sim tonight. Oh, the big 4-0! 40. Big 4-0. Go check it out, guys. And listen, let's say you're like, oh, well, is Conspiracy Social Club any good? Is Zero any good? Guess what? I have a ton of free podcasts for you to listen to. All you got to do is oh. go to Apple. You put in Zero with Sam Tripoli, mm. Conspiracy Social Club, Broken Simulation, Punch Drunk Sports. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Tim Fall Hat. Dude, and besides that, if you want to know any fucking shit that's dropping, like how many videos on Travis Scott is there on fucking Rockfin? If you want to go deep down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everybody. It's, Isaac Weiss, yeah. Jay Dyer, Whitney Webb, The Last Vagabonds. And Rockfin has quality control too, so you know that they don't just let yeah. anybody on. Uh, you just can't make exactly. an account. Like you can't, you personally can't go on there and be like, oh, "Can I just upload shit?" No, nope. Sam Tripoli, the director of comedy, has to yeah. let you in. I am powerful, <laughs> but it's and it's only ten dollars. No yep. matter how many people go on there, it's only ten dollars. No matter how many people are on Rockfin, it's only. $10. I think they should charge thirty dollars. Personally, I think I should triple the charge. I mean, it Damn, did go up times Johnny. five. It did go up times five. Haven't charged them anymore. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's now got five times the subscribers than I got there. You're welcome, America, and wherever you are in the world, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, wherever. I know there's a couple of North Koreans out there loving this shit. But listen, free shows, man. There's free audio to check out all my premium content. Zero, Broken Sim, Conspiracy Social Club, Punch Drunk Sports, Tim Fall Hat, free, free, free. Just go to Apple Podcasts. Free, free, free. And if you like it, leave a five-star review. Help us out, dude. Anything or, else, guys? Or a tip. You can tip on Rockfin. Yeah, but I would I would love a five-star review. It go. would really help the show. Anything else, guys? Anything else you want uh, to Also help the show by just downloading. A, just go through and download a bunch of episodes to your phone. That helps us, too. Of help course. us out. Trick, trick that algorithm. Any live shows for We Don't Smoke nah, the Same coming up? We're working up? on a Thanksgiving one, but it kind of might be too close, too close, but stay tuned. Yeah, Thanksgiving's weird. People don't like to go out and do events. You'd think like, your family would drive them nuts, but they just like to chill at home. Yeah. yeah. Get ready Watch for football. Christmas. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This is an excellent episode. It's a banger with Matt Belair. Would you guys agree? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Enjoy the show. Homeboy. Open your mind. All right. Let's get into it, man. This is um, one of my favorite guests to talk to. Uh, he's been on this show. He's been on the uh, he's been on the Union of the Unwanted, and he's been on Zero. Uh, Zero is now available again for free or, or early episodes. Uh, he's he's in spirituality. He's a high end Zen athlete. He uses spirituality with athletics to try to get the maximum uh, impact out of all his athletes he work, works with. Please welcome my good friend Matt Belair. How are you, Matt? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. I do. I love talking to you. Uh, you. You know, definitely when you came on Zero, you know, that's when I really 
that show really kicked in gear, and you're a big part of that. So thank you very much. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with you on your last performances on all my shows, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Yeah, sure. So the easiest rundown I like to give is uh, I've always enjoyed and loved martial arts since I was a little kid, you know, watching the Kung Fu movies of them breaking boards and doing all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I thought I could go do that and I'm punching wood and doing all these ridiculous things. Um, but I was put into martial arts class. And one of the things I learned early on that it was about mind, body, spirit. So when they were shattering the stones or doing all this crazy stuff that was just cinematics, um, they were using their mind. And I kind of thought that was real. And so as a young age, you know, at a young age, I was doing sports and things like that. But when I went into hockey and skateboarding and snowboarding, I started to use what I learned in martial arts because we would talk about quieting the mind and focusing and things like that. But in my teenage years also, I was really curious about, you know, human potential, mind power, God, the universe, enlightenment. I was like, you know, can I have a consciousness like Jesus had or Buddha had? Is, does that even exist? Or can I change the way I am and like reach enlightenment? And I thought that was something like I would be, um, you know, happy all the time. I mean, everything was perfect and I could manifest all these different things. So I was always really curious about these ideas. And, you know, in my teenage years, I was reading books on meditation, lucid dreaming, astral projection, uh, <laughs> self-hypnosis, all these different avenues. And that just kind of kept progressing into my early 20s when I went to Whistler uh, snowboarding. And I began to teach this to athletes. And that kept progressing. And I kept doing martial arts and studying and doing all these different things. And, uh, you know, for me, I want to be around the best, right? If I want to learn, I want to... Uh, immerse myself in the best environment with the best um, ambassadors that I can. So, you know, if I wanted to be enlightened, I figured I'd go um, study with Tibetan monks. So I went to Nepal and trekked Mount Everest. I wanted to get really good at martial arts. So I trained professional MMA in uh, Thailand. And then I went to China and trained with 34th generation Shaolin masters. Um, and I trained with three different indigenous elders uh, among going to 25 different countries, sure. you know, doing the Mayan fire ceremony, uh, starting the podcast over 500 episodes. And so just really seeking like the limits of human potential for my own development, but also how I could share that to empower other people so they can use those tools. And then how do we do this as a collective, as a community, as countries, as a world to move towards peace? Because one one of the other pieces that never made any sense to me was war and starvation and going down that rabbit hole with all your shows, you know what's going on there with the deceit and history and how this stuff is architected. And so um, that's kind of been the pursuit and uh, it's been kind of a hell of a ride. You know, man, everything you say is like how I, how I feel right there. Everything you said. Now, obviously I wasn't astro projecting when I was in my teenage years. I was <laughs> like, I was just, <laughs> I was enjoying collecting porno mags that were like cartoons. Right. That was most like, of us. Yeah, that's why. I mean, well, that, like, was on, that was on the side. I wasn't, that, was just, <laughs> that was there. It was on the It just wasn't on the forefront. <laughs> I think there's so much of what you're talking about. Like, and you know, it's like, yeah, I love to talk lizard people, black cube of Saturn, uh, you know, the fourth industrial revolution. I think that stuff is very important to talk about. And I know the listeners love to talk about, but I think it's also important, like, and why I start zero is to really go, okay, we're here in the middle of this shit. How do we deal with this shit? You can have all the knowledge in the world of what's going on. What does that do? Like, how do you, what, what do you do with that information? How do you not let it eat you alive? And it's real simple. I mean, it's like loose jacking 101. Like, that's what they're doing. And it's like, I can get real loss on Yemen. And it, like, what's going on in there is so beyond tragic. But if I like, if I lose myself in that, 
How am I helping Yemen? The real help of Yemen is like changing everybody around me in a way that they think like way they start to see what's really going on. So, you know, I have issues in my life right now with some family members of people that I care about. And they don't like things said on the podcast because they think it's divisive. But I go, what is the opposite of divisive? Conformity? Or do you think we're going to conform our way out of this? Because let's face it, a lot of people have conformed. And have they gotten anything they wanted? No, they haven't gotten any of it. So when, but what is the people that are really making a difference are the ones who are pointing out the absurdity of what's going on. And that's kind of, and by doing that, you change people around you. So that is how you counter all this stuff that we're learning in, in, in on Tim Fall Hat and on, on Matt's podcast. That's how you counter it. It is all, this is not a fucking war for money and power. They already have that. This is a war for your fucking soul, man. And like, if you don't approach it like that, you're going to lose, man. Because you, one, you're going to be banging your head against the wall. I can't tell you how many people start to come to grips with what they see is like, for, for a better, a lack of a better word, Pizzagate, right? Because I can say it, we all know what, what I'm talking about. They discover this and they just want to scorch the earth. And then they come to this, you eventually get to a place where you're like, this thing is so big. Am I, how am I going to change this? Well, you change this by affecting those around you. That's how you do it. And I kind of got that from when I talked to Matt and other people on Zero. It is important that you understand how your mind is everything. Your mind is everything. And, you know, when you talk about athletes too, Matt, it's like when you get into like the UFC and stuff like that, right? You know, the difference between a champion and a guy who just can't get there is sometimes discipline and, 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 and mental state of where they are. Do they really believe at that moment they could win? Do they really believe that? I mean, how many times you've seen guys, Johnny, kill it in college basketball, kill it in college football, and then they go to the next level and just things get a little rocky and they're gone because they've never had that in their life. And I think that's really, really important, man. So that's why I think these shows are some of the most important shows we do. And that's why I love having Matt on the show, because it's, it's, it's a psychological warfare, man. It really is. You're talking about everybody conforming, right? And everybody in the NBA did. And now with the whole boosters, you think that'll fucking start it up? Because like, now what? Are we going to get a booster every season? Now we're going to find out, man. Because that's when they should be like, nah, fuck this. Like, all of a sudden, like... And it's only them because in the MMA, are any of them getting fucking any shots? Nope, he's not enforcing it. Right? Yeah, he just said that he's not enforcing it. <clears throat> and for me, it's just like, it's just like, they're going to fucking learn, man, that authority. The NBA learned in a weird way that the players run everything. The players more than any other league have been like, no, we run this shit. Well, Because there's five of them on each team that are like important. It's yeah. not like soccer no, or football. Honestly, yeah. there's three. Yeah, there's three important ones, and the if rest. That many, yeah. yeah, I mean, like on a t- if you got a good team, and these guys know they run everything, and wherever they go, that team makes mil- millions, if not billions, and they know that. And then they got pressed a little bit because <clears throat> they bought this narrative that them and corporations and the government were all on the same side. 
And so they did this. And now they're realizing more and more it's not on the same side. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Trade. That's right. Drinktrade.com slash hat is where you can get the best coffee out there. Dude, you guys love coffee? Stoked. Love it. I go to bed thinking about <laughs> drinking coffee in the morning. I drink coffee before I go to bed. I can't do trade coffee because it's fucking kicks ass and I'll be up for three days because it's the best coffee out there. I love coffee. You love coffee. I don't even know what I would do without my coffee. But trade coffee guarantees you'll love your first match. Trade's goal, very simple, okay, is to make every cup of coffee your best ever, okay? The journey to your perfect cup starts with taking their quiz, okay? Yeah, you could use a fresh press, automatic drip, cold brew person. No problem, your answers will allow Trade to pair you with the perfect coffee to fit your taste, man. It's just that simple. Trade will match you two coffees you'll love with 400 plus craft coffees. Come on, craft coffees. I'm all about that, dude. And they will send you the freshly roast bag as often as you like. It's just that simple. So here's what they're doing for. And I, dude, listen to me. Trade coffee. Bang. Bang. Look at me. I'm alive. I'm alive and ready to rock. I'm ready to fight lizard people. When I, dude, every day I go get Croft Maga. Guess what I do? Bank trade coffee. And guess what I do? Trade blows and fight lizard people. That's why I do. So here's what's going to happen. For our listeners, you the swarm, this is what we're going to do. Right now, Trade is offering you your first bag for free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. Okay? To get yours, go to drinktrade.com slash tinfoil and use the promo code tinfoil. Take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com. Dot com slash tinfoil promo code tinfoil for your first bag free and five dollars off your bundle enjoy it so matt where do you want to start man you want to start i know you did this uh the the law summit that you hosted well, you want to start there well man you, you brought up so many amazing points like i just want to chat about that for yeah, a bit for because sure. you know you, you there's so many good topics like i love the weird shit you know and i came across your podcast years ago and i was like man this really this guy's getting down there i love it like i went to egypt with the resident science foundation and explored that and some other ancient sites and it's really fascinating what's going on getting into like tartaria and all these rabbit holes but also um it's interesting if you look at the evils in the world, which was one thing that I, I started looking at in my teenage years, you find that people are, are architecting this. So why? I remember like it pinging off in my head, holy shit, they're doing this on purpose. They're trying to kill me and other people on purpose. It didn't make any sense. Like when I was in Cambodia, that was in 1990 and they were, um, you know, putting their brothers and sisters and family members on trees if you were divided and chopping their friggin' heads off in Indonesia and all these other places like these, these horrendous crimes against humanity, uh, not even counting like starvation or human trafficking and so you know people are losing their nuts about <laughs> coronavirus it's not about that so why would people do these sort of evil things and when you address the evil the first step is to be aware right and then it's you got to overcome it and find the solution so if you're aware of it then you're not going to get entrapped in that and i think you're totally right when you said this whole plane is to not sell your soul and um you know i feel like that's their agenda if you lead their read their literature and you go into it um you know so doing the law summit i interviewed about 25 different people from around the world because we're apparently losing our rights in canada australia usa you know forcing us to do things um we're not we're not uh you know we're supposed to have a choice on whether we we get to do so how the fuck are they doing 
doing this, um, you know, and it ended up being a really spiritual thing. And uh, apparently the 1611 King James Bible is the contract on the planet. And the reason why it's the contract on the planet is because the queen swears her coronation oath on that and uh, puts her hand and swears to uphold the book. Uh, so people have gone into court, these experts, and they use the Bible. And one of the things that it talks about in the Bible is how uh, Satan runs the earth and, uh, you know, it rules this kingdom and when you look at all this evil stuff you're like okay holy maybe that's true because you have this very small centralized power system of wealth and resources and influence and they're not architecting things that work for everybody they're not doing uh, things that are going to benefit mankind it's doing things that are, are more controlling more evil limiting population and things like that and so i'm just reminded of this quote by buckminster fuller that says you never change things by fighting the existing reality to make something uh, to change something uh, build a new model that makes the existing one obsolete and so right now i feel like this is the great awakening they talk about the harvest in the bible and i've always been curious what that is asked a lot of guests about that you know going into the Sumerian tablets and and uh, and Anunnaki and all these weird things, you know, you start to just try to piece it together and see which one makes more sense. Um, but in the harvest, it's, it talks about separating the wheat from the chaff. And one thing that's really helped me through this time to know whether I was doing the right thing because I intend to help. I intend to do my best, although you know I. I mess up and drink beer and, you know, do things. And you know, I'm just a regular human, right? I did all the kid stuff and all the, you know, irresponsible things in my young age, but I just intended to make a, a positive difference. And so, you know, when we look at all this stuff going on, this is our, our, our time to make that choice for real. And so one of the quotes that's helped me out is this one by Rudolf Steiner that says, um, anything that seeks to restrict or bind by definition is Luciferian. And so as we're going through these times, it looks like one intent is very restrictive and very binding. And, you know, if you go on the side of life and creation and love and compassion and all the great attributes that are um, available to mankind, you know, that's, you know, helping your fellow brother and sister. That's, you know, doing the right thing, having morality, ethics, encouragement, and allowing them to prosper as they want, but not infringing you know, on them. And what's happening here is this mass infringement on everybody else. And so if you think you're doing the right thing, but you're, you're advocating for, you know, taking away people's rights and freedoms, you're probably being deceived. And you talked about this psychological warfare. And that was something that I studied uh, really young. So I was looking at self-hypnosis and how to, you know, how the subconscious mind works and how I could achieve these things, become a better athlete or manifest or do all this different stuff. Well, I realized that they were using it for negative means. So if you look at the movie, they live, or you do a hypnotic language, language pattern, they're incredibly powerful. And not only are they powerful for an individual. So if you look at the work of Darren Brown, all of this stuff is really fascinating. He's going down New York and he, you know, buys a diamond ring with paper and he goes in all these stores and, and hypnotizes people, takes their wallet, takes their watch right off the street. He does other experiments, you know, with, uh, you know, putting a mask on everybody and then getting them to vote what, what this, uh, you know, actor, they set up this actor and they think that, you know, he's going to get something positive or negative. And by the end of the show, um, they end up, you know, gradually more and more becoming more like crazy and wanting the bad thing to happen to them rather than the good thing. So, you know, when we look at all these different factors and what's being um, imposed on us, when we recognize that, then we can go full tilt into the solution. And so as long as we're locked in this material realm of like what I have to get, how do I survive here? Um, you know, all this uh, egoic construct and we're not thinking about how we can help and who we truly are. We're going to, we're going to comp 
compromise our soul a little bit, but we're eventually going to comp- compromise our soul a lot. And you've seen those videos of, you know, Hollywood where people talk about selling their soul to Satan and that whole weird thing that just happened with the Travis Scott and all these other satanic rituals and looking at human trafficking. I've seen more horrendous stuff than, than no one should have to see that shit. And it's happening on a large scale. And I wanted to know about it because I wanted to know if there's anything I can do about it. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if there is. Um, I try to talk about it when I can. I am aware of certain things, but, you know, being aware of it is the first step and then it's creating solutions. So safe spaces for families, for communities, empowering education and just limiting any negative influence. So when you know it's harmful, you can cut it out. So um, I'll just leave it at that. No, man. I mean, that's that's hammers of the gods right there, bro. I'll tell you that right now. And I totally agree with you, man. And, you know, it, it, it just like it's like, did they fuck up by making the Internet? Do you, I mean, like, the whole notion is, like, they're constantly on to you, right? They're, they're, they're manipulating you all the time. But innovation, are we ahead of them? Are we behind them? Are they creating the new innovation to still control us? Because if they are, it's a really awful way of running this shit. I mean, like, let's take Canada. I mean, like, what's happening in Canada? I'd love to hear from you, Matt. It just seems like they're, like... This small group of people are like, we're China now. Like oh, it or don't like it. And then you got people like you. And then I don't know what you think of Chris Sky. I love that guy. He's fucking huge with these giant choppers in his mouth. And he's just like, we beat them again. We beat them again. And I'm like, I can't retweet that dude enough. Because I think what he's doing is very brave. And, may, and this is observation from the outside. Very brave, man. And very dangerous. Because, you are you know, it's like what I talk about Joe Rogan. Like, everyone gives Joe shit. What Joe's doing is banging with the masters of mankind. He's banging with these extremely rich, old families, man. That are behind this whole movement to bring in the fourth industrial revolution. And you can say whatever you want. What He is a big part of, like, opening minds to, like... This doesn't make sense what they're doing. If they had your best interests at heart, would they be doing this? And the answer is no. And they all look bad. Brian Williams stepping down from uh, uh, MSNBC. Dude, they're losing left and right. I mean, dude, Rachel Meadows, if you watch Rachel Meadows, I don't know. I mean, I'll always love you. I just don't know if I could take anything you say serious. And I have people in my life who do that. And I'm like, I can't really talk to you. You have, you refute, your ego is not your amigo, right? So, I mean, that's kind of what's happening right now in, in, in Canada, right? This is this movement to communism. Oh, it's a, it's a fast track. And that's why, you know, you guys are so lucky in the United States because you, you are so different between each state where Canada wide, right? We have, you know, our communist dictator and then that's going to go basically countrywide. There's, there's not a lot we can do about it. And I can't go to Texas or to Florida or an open state or something like that. It's kind of blanketed everywhere. So we're definitely fast tracking that. And we have legislation for uh, quarantine camps and we have uh, legislation for, um, you know, this new health pass with your vaccine passport and your your driver's license and all this crap. So that that's all in existence. And so we need you guys to remain free. Uh, keep your guns just in case stuff goes south. Uh, you know, you can come help us out over here because 
it's crazy. And if you think about it from this totalitarian, you know, one world order, well, you guys are the problem, right? You guys have the best army. So they're crippling that. Um, and then you also have the second amendment. So it's a real pain in the ass. If you want to take over that country where everywhere else is a lot easier. So it seems like they're starting with these other countries like Australia, then they usually come to Canada next, but, you know, some of the positive notes. So of all the law summit people that I, I interviewed, right, they're all independent. They're not lawyers. They talk about the system and it's essentially a Luciferian system. It's all deceit. Lucifer is allowed to deceive. Um, and, you know, some people said they thought the Bible was an allegory. Other people thought Jesus existed. Um, but one of the thoughts that I kind of came to was if these uh, Luciferians and Satanists believe so much that they will sacrifice people uh, in large amounts, then maybe, you know, that gives a lot of weight that Jesus and God does exist. Cause why would they be doing these satanic rituals yeah. on these certain dates, on these certain times on mass. And so, you know, that kind of gave me a little bit of hope. And I interviewed Cal Washington who's one of these highly regarded experts who, you know, ended up going to jail wrongfully waited out 60 days to kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. A story is kind of like sue the Canadian government or however the law stuff, it's all tricks and, and bullshit and deceit, but it's kind of like the wizard of Oz. Right. So, he did all the right thing. And then the Canadian government owes him money and left him alone and all these different things. But what he talked about is that, you know, the Bible is what he uses as the contract. And so he goes, if you read that book, I said, Cal, are you optimistic about how things are going to be shaping out? He's like, well, if you read that book and you look at, uh, the missing books of the Bible, the book of Enoch and things like that. It talks about Satan making a claim that he owns this place. So the firmament in which he is in, because he quoted these verses and Cal's a lot better at it, but moving back and forth within the realms of the earth, the firmament, he can't get out. And he goes, that's where I was when they put me in prison. He's like, this is here. So we can adjudicate the case and also talked about going to another realm where there's these higher jurisdictions of the watchers and things like that. So they kind of make sure everything's fair and square. And so apparently, this is a free will universe and so they might you know we all know we're going to die right we know that our body is limited but are we going to sell our soul right and i think that that's a possibility here for you see people who compromise their soul little by little but then you see them compromise it a lot and you're like how are you doing this thing right like somebody who's evil thinks about how they can get everything from you whether this is um you know will for willful ignorance and with what's going on now i like how you break down you know you can break down words like it's ignoring ignorance so if you have a better point of view and a, and a better uh, perspective that makes more sense okay we can we can talk about that but if you're unwilling to hear new evidence and things that make so much more sense and you're not accepting that because you need your world to stay the same then you know you have some growing up to do but you know, we can't be bending anymore to these people who just really want you to, um, you know, bend the knee, have no idea what's going on and are literally just going to do what the television tells them to do. So I think that at the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle and all of us are going to have to have that leap of faith. And it's kind of like what I saw when I went to festivals, right? I went to Burning Man and Oregon Eclipse and I did all these different things and you'd see these spiritual people, right? And uh, when I was training with the Native American elders, uh, one of them said, do you know you're electricians are more spiritual than most of your spiritual teachers. And I said, why is that? And he said, because they're actually doing something. They're actually helping. They're actually doing something. And so I kind of noticed that after the years is like a lot of spiritual bravado, but what are you doing to change? You know, like, what are you doing to actually um, make a difference? And often they're so spiritual and everything's perfect when their makeup is perfect and all the scenarios perfect. But when something kind of gets uh, screwed up, right, they kind of throw those lessons out the window. And so 
what's going to happen now is that no one is going to get a, a free ride. We're all going to have to let go of something. I know a buddy that made it this far and then he got both shots because, you know, he wanted to go watch a Leafs game. Uh, I know people <laughs> didn't want to bend because they, you know, they want to support their family and they're willing to lose their job. That job that takes faith to say, okay, I can make some adjustments and I will find a solution. I will find another way because I know I'm not going to take this. And what I've kind of come to is, you know, I think that this thing is the mark of the beast. It just, there's so many quotes like, uh, you know, it talks about you can't buy or sell unless you get the mark and things like that. It, it, you know, it, it changes your DNA. If you look at the literature from these people, they talk about uh, Rudolf Steiner again, how they're going to manufacture a vaccine to drive the spirit out of all men. Um, that's part of what the uh, electroshock therapy was about. Back in the day, they want to see if they could shock people to the point where you could just input whatever they want, right? Take out the ghost in the machine, the spirit. And some of the trippier stuff, apparently these these people, whether they're uh, non-humans or whether they're humans who've completely lost their soul, they have no attachment. We apparently can get out of this firmament and go back home. And they can't. And what they've been trying to do and figure out is how to modify and take our DNA so that they can figure out a way to get out of here. And so, you know, that was a uh, Saul Luckman, yeah, which, uh, dog. you know, and Mark Patelik. So like, oh, shit. I was like, so the good news is we have the power, right? We're the ones who have it. And so that's where the look within type of stuff comes in and, and just figuring out who the fuck you are. Stop being worried about the material world. You know, I kind of give people what I coach this example. Um, I started with sports, right? Because the athletes, uh, musicians, and uh, actors are the biggest influencers on the planet. So, you know, if athletes begin talking about um, being whole and uh, doing your best and all these positive things, right, we can influence a lot of kids real fucking quick. And that's why I like, you know, the MMA superstars that are a bit more um, positive, although I do like the entertainment uh, aspect of it, you know, just speaking out for what's right and what's good. They can influence a lot of people. And so that's, that's what you know, we have an opportunity to do here is just like get out of this thing. Um, so, oh yeah. So what I was going to say was the, the thought experiment I would give them is say, okay, let's just say, you know, um, right now you have everything in your world for 10 years. You have all the money you could imagine, all the materialism, everything you could do. You can fly around private jets, all that kind of stuff. Now in 10 years, all of a sudden I show up and say, Hey, uh, I'm going to take your eyesight from you. Now, right now you can have the choice of keeping all this, or I take your eyesight. Which one are you going to take? Are you going to go back to square one and live in an apartment? Or do you want to keep all this materialism? And most people, well, everyone I've asked anyway, said, you know, I'll take, I'll take my eyesight. I'll, I'll figure it out. Right. Or I'll take being able to use my legs or things like that. So we have this ability and this opportunity to grow as souls, as spirits, as people we want to build in this realm. But we're we're caught with by like the bait, like we're fish in the water, looking at these shiny things that just distract us from who we are rather than coming back in and saying, OK, I'm going to do this because I need money. But who I am, who am I at the end of the day? Like uh, this one person I was at the gym. They run this private hot rod shop, build the craziest cars, all this kind of stuff. He said I was a mechanic and I just wanted to build this stuff. And now 20 years later, that's 
that's all he does is build the craziest cars ever. I saw talking to another buddy of mine who's like, yeah, man, he wants to do the same thing. He's my age. And this was a couple of years ago now. And uh, he goes, you know, I haven't done anything. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for a long time. And this guy's amazing. He's one of my best friends, such a good dude. And uh, I said, yo, what do you want to do? And he started to say that. And I said, well, just don't give it a zero. You, you have a job that provides for your family, but this other part of you that wants to grow, that's who you truly are. That, that's how, how you want to express here. Don't give it a zero. And so I got one guy who's an older guy who's literally doing what my buddy could do, but he's not giving it any, any effort. He doesn't have to be all the effort. He's a responsible father, right? You got to make money, but it's giving it a hard zero. Right. And then we start to feel, uh, you know, lost and like life is meaningless. And then we can be more manipulated. Um, when we're in lower States and that's yes. why they push gear like crazy guys. Let me tell you about our good friends at blue Chew. blue Chew. We're going to drop the hammer on you. Blue Chew. I don't like how you point at me when you're talking rock, about dropping the hammer. Rock hard. Point the hammer on, on XG. Focus for Americans. Made by Americans. For Americans. Blue Chew is for you. Okay. And the shit you do. Whatever it is. That's up to you. We won't judge you. That's in the copy, huh? All yeah, that's all in the wow. copy. Guys, Blue Chew is a unique <laughs> online service that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, man. But the chewable tablet, man. I love it. I love to chew it, and I love to snort it, okay? You can take it. <laughs> no, 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 you what? don't snort this. This well, is not a snort. Don't, it's, don't it's, snort it unless yeah. you're a veteran like me, but don't <laughs> no, snort it. do not snort Do not snort it, Okay. Okay. okay, you take it anytime, day or night, so you, you can plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. I like to play boner chicken with my friends, okay? We'll take it and we see who has the more awkward boner at the more awkward time. You're at church, boner! Okay, that's how it goes. Yeah. Never get it, never drink anything before you take a flight with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> yeah, boner city. <laughs> the process is simple. Sign up to bluechew.com, consult with one of their. They're licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. It's just that simple. The best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in lines at the pharmacy, huh? It's garbage. Waiting in line, right? You see a hottie, and she's like, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I got Blue Chew. You can't get boners? I can get boners now. Thanks to Blue Chew, dude. Blue Chew tablets are made in USA. USA, okay, and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Mine comes with fireworks, okay? That's how amazing it is. All right, so it's real simple. This is what we need you to do. We got a special offer, special deal for our listeners, all right? Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TINFALL at checkout, and it's just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. Try bluechew.com promo code TINFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details, important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. Blue Chew, we're dropping hammer on you. First of all, Matt, tell them what your podcast is because they, they need to be able to find you. What's the name of your podcast? Oh yeah, it's Mastermind, Body, and Spirit. And yo, didn't you not get censored? Like, how are you? How the fuck are you on Instagram and everywhere else? And they just like hammering me. I was like, yes, no, I'm dude, I, I'm hammered. I listen, <laughs> oh, man. You? I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I 
You, the Instagram you see right now, Ghost of Tripoli, that is one I took over. It's like his eighth account. Yeah, yeah they, they uh, just oh, okay. keep banging they took me, a while. Okay, good. Yeah, like, Whack-a-mole. Whack-a-sam. I love your posts. They're so well, funny. I'm on, tell, I mean, like, I tell everybody, like, Telegram is fire right now. It is fucking fire. That's I follow you your, go, file, yeah. your Telegram. Yeah. It's fire, dude. And, like... Telegram is so smart, dude. It makes it so easy to share. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. I just share, bang, everything that I want to share on Instagram and I can't anymore because I need Instagram to promote. I just need it to yeah. promote. Just like I need YouTube to promote. So I, I know how to, I play this game, dude. Your last post, 250 likes. I mean, dude, I was getting like eight, 7,000 likes. I'm down to 200 <laughs> likes. And they haven't given me anything because I think Rogan started talking about them doing it. So they're kind of like, okay. Yeah, but, he straight set up your name. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, like, so he does it. But, you know, Matt, what you're talking about is like, you know, so I do descriptions on the show. And I, I say, okay, this is a banger. That's a banger. I'm, and I'm very, very fucking. I don't want to say everything's a banger because then it dilutes the term. And I wonder if some people get upset if they look at their episode and I, I don't say it's a banger. Because it's not. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what the banger is. The banger is when a piece of the puzzle gets added. That's what a banger is. When there's a piece of the puzzle, a matches gave a piece of the puzzle. Like, where is this? What is this? This is, this is like, you know, when you want to think of a firmament... I mean, dude, it's it's basically a prison for these dark arts fucking Luciferian motherfuckers, and that's what they can't get past. And we, I, I still don't know why we come here if it is a prison, and that's a that's what we'll figure out sometime. And I'm sure either today or another time I'll have a conversation. There'll be another piece, and then there'll be another banger happening. But it does make sense, man. I mean, when 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 the four out of the f four when the four founders of NASA give you hints to a firmament, you should look at it. Like two of them, two out of the four, both Von Braun and Walt Disney show you that there's a firmament from his tombstone to the Disney logo. There is a firmament. And when you talk about DNA slicing, it is in the Bible. It is why shape-shifting Jesus came down and started battling archons that were creating Nephilim. That's the story. DNA is sacred. I told that to somebody else in the Bible. I mentioned the Bible. They fuck, oh, the Bible. I'm like, I get that, dude, because I used to think that. I used to think that. I, I have a visceral reaction to talking about Jesus and the Bible because my wiring from before makes me dismiss all that shit because I fell for the tricks. Now, was there a dude named Jesus? I don't know the whole story. I know something was here, and he has a million different names, and there's a million different, same, the same story told over and over again. And people like Bill Maher, who's fucking lost, use it as a sign that's not a real story. I take it as this means the story's been told many different times in many different languages, in many different cultures. And they're not all going to use the same name. So I think some did happen. When it happened, I don't know. And dude, you, let's think about this. You want to get the Tataria, bro? 
You look at Tataria. Oh, yeah, I just, dude, I can't believe how long it took me to get into that one. Like my, you know, Mike Winner from Alka, Alpha Vedic, shout out. That guy knows a lot of rabbit holes. The Tartaria one is so great, you know, basically saying that there could have been a civilization here. It's in the maps, right? And then you look at these buildings and I've been sort of analyze them and it talks about harnessing the ether, right? And that's exactly what everybody was talking about in Egypt. I had, you know, uh, astrophysicists, engineers, scientists, all these different people trying to figure out how the, how the fuck did they build these things? things and no idea no absolute no idea how they built these things to such incredible perfection but the there was kind of a consensus that they must have been used for energy it must have been some sort of energetic device some speculated that it was for the individual body and they would talk about these verses uh in the kaibalian how you know you would go into the king's chamber uh, as like a um like an initiation and i was in there and actually for, there's a few other people i know have had weird shit happen to them i, I told the one story on your on your show last time um from that so i don't know if there's any truth to that but what we do know is they're erasing history like crazy we're watching it happen in real time right so what can they do with the whole generation right well they're they're you know the kids just believe this stuff now kids don't even know what gender they are so <laughs> if they don't want you to believe there's a creator and i was i was so turned off to the bible too because i grew up a, a christian and i learned how uh, you know people distort the truth it's kind of like a martial arts teacher and mr miyagi martial arts isn't bad or good it's the teacher right and so if you distort that, you either get Mr. Miyagi or whatever the bad guy was, right? Yeah. And so, um, but when I talked to the Native Americans, they talked about the creator and they said, you know, these books have truth. It goes back to the one, or you could use a, you know, life or a creation or the thing that keeps you alive, right? The, the, harm, the harmonious principle. And so, you know, it's that ad adversity. And that's what almost everybody in the law summit said too. They said, everybody has an opinion on the Bible. No one's read it. And it's a very difficult read. But now when I go through it and I have the, uh, a Bible app on my phone, I've read hundreds of spiritual books and I have not read the Bible cover to cover, you know, in my entire life, just bits and pieces here and there. And so when I go, okay, what about this issue? And the whole thing is a, is a war against evil, right? How to not be afraid of an evil thing. So you do something wrong. And that's how we always compromise our soul. If this is a soul battle, if this is a spiritual battle, because again, we know we're going to, what do we know? Well, we know we're going to die. We know that, right? But, but we know also the difference between right and wrong because how we feel on inside, you know, if I go and smash somebody's window open and uh, punch them in the face and steal their car and stab them, I feel bad because I have a soul. That's a wrong thing to do. I understand that. If I rip someone off in business, I know I feel bad, but if I work hard to create something valuable for somebody and it benefits their life, I feel good because I'm in a cooperative environment and it's only those who want to scare the shit out of you uh, so they can deceive you and harm you. So if you can get into the fearlessness uh, part of living and out of that material world and say, look, you could harm me physically, but I'm not going to compromise my integrity or soul. So go fuck yourself when you die and whatever we see on the other side, we'll know we didn't compromise our soul. And I think that's the whole game here is not to compromise your soul and not even an inch, right? But people do it in a lot bigger ways than that. I think they're programmed from the start to think these things are greed is good. You know, uh, you know, it's just like millionaires and billionaires are chintzy. I don't believe any of that fucking shit. Well, the shit. whole mentality, hustle all day, work all day. I'm like, that's not good for you. Yeah, it's not good that's for you at good. all. You I mean, need... it's great to work hard for yeah. your family, but this notion of like, dude, you got to be cutthroat. You don't have to be cutthroat, bro. 
You don't have to be cutthroat because you never actually see how the story ends. You see these early, the early part of the story where maybe they got fat stacks and all that stuff, but the story keeps going. I can't express to young people like your age and even younger how long the journey is. It's so, I mean, this is a man who's less than one year away from 50 years old, which like, Normally would fucking freak me the fuck out, but I'm so happy where I am in my life. Every day I write in my journal, man, my my goals, get along with baby's mama, get along with baby's mama. I just, if I keep <laughs> saying it, put an order in, it's going to happen because she just needs to know everything she wants in her life is hers if we just get along. It's such an easier ex existence, but it's like... You know, all at, these least there's, at least there's one that wants to work on it because usually it's two of them that hate each other where the, neither of them want to work on it where it's fuck you, fuck you mentality where when they get the child, they're like, hey, fuck him. Yeah. And she gets a child, it's fuck him. At yeah. least it's like, hey, I'm trying but to keep it coming. cool. It's yeah, coming. It's, it's, it's a matter coming. of time. I'm blessed he's a great mom. I, if that's the, the best I get, that's still great enough because some people don't even have that. But we'll get along, dude. We'll get along. But the point of that whole thing is this, is that, you know, I've seen so many people get everything they wanted in their early 20s. And then in the 40s or, or late 30s, 40s, they are adrift at sea. And they had no clue because everything they fucking thought was important isn't. You talk to somebody 20 years old and they're like, what do you, and you go, what do you want for, with your life? The things they list are just garbage. And then you, then you talk about well, the 40s, it's everything else. I used to mock, I used to laugh at these pro athletes who were just like, just had chicks everywhere. And they were, and then all of a sudden their, their career starts to wane and suddenly they find Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you can't, but you're not in the limelight anywhere. And then, I, then as I got older and this kind of happened to me, I kind of realized that they realized all that stuff is useless. And what they're finding right now is spirituality, love, family is really the, the, when you have everything, that is the most important thing. Everything else can go away. When you list all the stuff that you want, when I list my, what I'm thankful in my life, it goes in this order. God, sobriety, children. Because if I don't have the first two, I don't have the third. I'll lose the third. I'll lose the fucking third. I have to have God. That's the only way I can stay sober. And, that, and if I stay sober, I get to be, I get to participate in my children's life. That's how it works, right? So when we go back to the Bible and we read all these crazy things in the Bible about all, you know, I used to be like, oh, that's just a metaphor. That's just a, that's just a fable. But if we start looking at Tataria, right? And all this incredible technology they have, what? Makes you think there wasn't a thing that they could fucking split water in half and walk through. Like, I mean, like, I don't have the answers to this. And I know we have these things in the stars. And we've had guys on that done, they've done great presentations about how the stars are stories in the Bible. I could totally understand that. But who knows if those stars aren't positioned like that. To tell us well, the story. I mean, I used to make. I mean, everyone's heard this. Like, how did the, how did Noah Arks fit all those animals into the into that boat? I mean, they said if they were smart enough, you can put the DNA and remake them later. So it's that shit. We're like, how oh, smart were that. they? Like, how smart were they? We don't know, but it could have been a story, could have not. But we all assume they all went in together, and the right. lion didn't eat the lion. We they all could have had little samples and then saved it later. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. 
who the fuck knows? They build pyramids and we're not being yeah, able well, to do it. Same with the indigenous, right? They, you know, in the Mayans, they'd have the same stories, you know, as, uh, you know, across the world, right? And so how are they saying the same stories about floods and these different things from all across the world with cultures that apparently don't know each other? Um, some of them talk about, you know, whether they're ETs or advanced races. But one of the things that I liked um, when somebody presented the flat earth and the firmament to me was talking about extraterrestrials being extra Terra. Yeah. And Admiral Byrd said mm-hmm. that there was extra, there was land masses left discovered. So maybe there is this like, you know, Barbados, <laughs> for lack of a better word, over there where people are like a Garden of Eden abundance and we're in the crappy territory, you know, when you look at all those different movies. But, um, you know, one of the things you said I think is really important. Like if you look at past life experiences and, and you study that, uh, there's a few books on it, but they talk about people have these, um, or sorry, near-death experiences. When they have these near-death experiences, a lot of them say that what they have is a life review and every terrible thing that they did, they felt it as the person they did it to. And then not only that, but they felt like, so let's just say you're, you know, one of the stories is a guy that was in Vietnam and he had several near death experiences. And so he was in war and he killed somebody. He said, I felt the pain of, of killing that person. And then their family, all the harm that I did down the line from this like kind of karmic perspective. And so, you know, it just, it just, it's common sense. Right. And it's what happens is we get distracted by materialism and with the kids, you know, we're talking about family values, our simplicity and not getting shiny things. And, you know, you kind of want that. That's great. But you have to ask yourself, does it actually come from you? If you actually want it, like if you wanted a Ferrari and a million bucks, you just go, why do you want the Ferrari? Well, I want a nice car. Okay. Why do you want it? Just keep going out. Why you want it? Right. Do you, do you love cars and you want to be a race car driver or something? Great. You know, or do you just want to feel cool and do this? And, you know, Mike Bloodsoe, you know, uh, had Barbell Shrugged in one of the top health podcasts in the world. And he'd do all this fitness coaching with people. And, and all the time people would say, I want this and that. He'd just ask them why, why, why? And at the end of the day, you know, they just kind of wanted to get in shape. And this has been a, a lot of the work that I've done where, um, you know, I'd always ask people, you know, go to Burning Man. It's like after two seconds, it's like, how do you like your life? They call it the default world, right? And everybody, and even traveling too, most people would say, you know, I don't really like my life. So I just go, all right, well, what is an ideal life to you? Like just asking a basic question and also putting your values down because if you get all these things, what do you actually value and actually contemplating and thinking about it? So you have like a, 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 an aim that actually comes from who you are. So the reason why people aren't good at this, where I say, you know, if you could do anything, what would you do? Or, you know, what does your perfect life look like? our conscious mind is, is designed to keep us safe for us to stay safe. Uh, we need to get uh, food and for us to have food, we need to have those money coupons. So when I say, what would you do if you could do anything, your brain that's designed to keep you safe, right? You know, when you're crossing the street and all these different things, um, it goes, Oh, well, I'm not going to make any money being an artist or doing this thing that I love. So I got to distort this answer so that I can make money and I don't kill myself into this more reasonable type of dream. But when you, you know, and I, I do like a hypnosis process with people or you could do it yourself from the, from the frame of your heart your heart's connected to everything you know the ether the trees god created the universe from that point of view i've done this uh with over a hundred people in person well over a hundred everybody says the exact same thing they want good family good friends. They want nature. Uh, They want meaningful work, a vocation, something where they provide value to their community in the world that's meaningful to them. And that is basically it. 
And if you work in that way and you work in reverse, you're going to have a much more meaningful life. And if you work the other way towards materialism, when you die, which could happen at any more at any point, you might think, oh, shit, I wish I did stuff that was more meaningful to who I was. But I chased this thing, this materialism, because dot, dot, dot. So get familiar right now with what that because is, write out your values and who you truly are. Now give yourself 10 or 20 years to build that person and let whatever comes to you be okay, be enough, be, be simple, right? And that's what everybody's like, oh, I would do this work, but I don't know how much I get paid. So I go, okay, design the perfect job that you'd want and pretend you'd get $500,000 a year, right? Then just go do it without the money. That's the whole point. And I was, I was coaching this one person is incredibly wealthy. And, um, you know, so we had this like kind of breakthrough of what he wanted to do. I can always tell when someone's honest, they light up, they're really excited about it. It had to do with, you know, making these skits and acting and doing all this stuff that he'd done before, putting out these positive stories that would help people. He's so lit up, right? And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing, okay? Next week I chat to him and he goes, yeah, man, you know, after our chat, it really, uh, it really helped. I decided, you know, that I wanted to make a billion dollars and, and he goes, and, and he was serious. He goes, it's not, it's not, um, that I want the money. Um, it's so I could do so much good for it. So he wasn't going to go pursue the thing that he knew who he was, what he wanted to do, what was most meaningful. Cause not only was it being a multimillionaire, not enough, he had to now be a billionaire. Yep. Now once he gets that billionaires, then he can go. So this disease of materialism and money can affect you from $0 to unlimited. Well, in the great philosopher's uh, words, Biggie Smalls, more money, more problems. And <laughs> I totally agree with that. And it's just like the money, I believe the money will come because of positive energy. And, you know, you brought up something really good and uh, really important. And for me, yeah, man. If you build it, they will come, right? Well, exactly. I, it's also that like these, like, you know, I had this discussion uh, on my Rockfin account and it was on zero and it was about how life and like crypto markets and stock markets are EKGs, dude. They go up and down. It's a heartbeat. And I was trying to tell my friend about this because he's going through some stuff right now. It's just like these down moments are just as important in your life as these up moments. And like when you're low, what is the universe? Everything is the universe telling you something. What is it telling you? Why are you here? You know, I, 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 in my life, I applied this. Why? I was feeling depressed. I, I, I broke it down. Mm -hmm. On weekends, I'm on the road where I eat like shit and I drink Red Bulls. That week, that week after, I'm depressed as fuck. Chemically, I'm depressed. I cut that stuff out. I don't drink Red Bulls. I drink coffee more when I because I've been going all day. Guess what? I'm not nearly as depressed. Yeah, your dopamine uh, depleted or whatever. Yeah. You just gotta fucking all. Oh, everyone loves you. You selling all the shirts, and then you just go home and you're like, "Well, that's why I used to do drugs. Now I want to go back to the hotel and sleep because I'm old. But like, <laughs> but like, it's not really the down of that. It's like the chemicals of Red Bull. Something's in Red Bull, and bad eating just gets me. What I'm consuming is affecting me, so I have to do that. So apply that to anything in your life. All these things that make you, I'm depressed, I'm sad. I go to a therapist. I tell this therapist this. My therapist gives me a prescription, so I take these drugs. Now, listen, some people have chemical imbalances that they need to balance. I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this desire to go out, drink, do drugs, and, and, and run from what is going on in your life. 
And people do it all the time. They run from it, and it doesn't go away. It just stacks up, which makes you more and more miserable. When so, when you're down, when you're angry, when you're sad, when you're depressed, ask yourself, why? Why am I this? Why am I feeling this way? What am I doing wrong? Am I, oh, you know, I hear it all the time, man. Oh, dude, not everyone can do a podcast and be, make money off a podcast. Dog, you're seeing the fucking... 20 years of work. You're seeing just the benefits of 20 years of work. You didn't see the dick sandwiches I ate for <laughs> decades, bro. Just big, ow, dick sandwiches. That's all I ate, bro. Forever. Which caused me to do drugs and drink because I didn't want to look about where I was compared to where my friends were. And why were my friends where they were? Because they understood the game that was getting played. They, they understood the game. And they played it better than me. Now, in this new world we live, the game I play, that's what people want. Before, I had to dance for these people that weren't actually the audience, so they wouldn't even let me get to the audience. So it's like, you have to sit there and go, what is going on in my life? How do I change this? Okay? A lot of people are like, I'm in a relationship where I'm just miserable. That's great, too. But also, no... You could get another person and be right back where you are, okay? I say this all the time with married guys. It's like, oh, I'm like, women are going to hate this. But different whole same problems, okay? And that's guy talk <laughs> and right how there. Often Sorry, ladies. Different dick, same problem. There we are, okay? It, it, it's the same both sides. You can keep swapping out people, but you're still you. You keep moving to different cities. In, in recovery, it's called a geographic. You're moving to different cities. You bring the same person to the city, the same energy. You're going to attract the same people. The question is, what else in your life is? Are you working a job you're miserable about? If you're miserable, do what Matt said. Start this side gig. That's what immigrant mentality is about. That's what your parents and your grandparents did. They worked fucking 50 jobs until one of them paid off right. And guess what? They were, they were comfortable with being uncomfortable. And also don't look at it like a job. It's a hobby. It's a, no. It started like, kind of like a hobby. And if you like it, then keep going. Because instantly you start a podcast, you're like, this is my job. You make no money. You're like, oh, this job isn't working out. That's not how that works. You have to love it for yeah. it to come to yes. and then and money will come. Somebody said this to me. Oh, you got to see your kids today? I go, I don't got to see my kids. I get to see my kids today. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. I get to see them today. Do you understand like the difference? <laughs> well, that's way better. I, I remember like I had my daughter and uh, my one of my buddies is like six months old. He's like, hey, buddy, uh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just uh, babysitting my daughter. He goes, he goes, stop babysitting when it's your own, you idiot. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm still doing dad. this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, man. But, you know, what you're talking about here is like the least sexy thing in the world is accountability, right? Accountability for self. And so many people talk about like being an awakened person, not the woke bullshit but like what is an awakened person and I've, I've actually witnessed one or two awakenings in my life like it's like this massive epiphany and you can have those massive epiphanies with plant medicine like ayahuasca or whatever that's not the challenging part the challenging part is then walking it 
and doing all that stuff. Like, you know, I say, okay, spiritually, if you're 350 pounds and overweight and have this terrible diet, you, you might know the road that you need to walk, but can you start doing it? And so, you know, the first thing is, is having accountability for every single thing that you have in your life, you know, whatever circumstance you're in, you just take hundred percent accountability because if you don't, you're a victim, even if you had something horrible happen and you know, yeah, you're in a wheelchair or, or something terrible happened, or, you know, a partner did something is like, okay, what was my part in this? How am I going to respond and take accountability for where I am and respond to what this is? Um, and then it's this other switch of, you know, everyone's like, what can I get? Oh yeah. I'd start a podcast, but what can I get? Oh, I'd follow my dreams, but you know how much money I'm going to get? Am I going to be in a Mercedes or what I'm going to do? You switch that to what can I give? If you do those two things, you will be living your life so differently. And then there's another, you know, really important, just like tactical piece. Um, it's like what I teach the people that I work is like pray for the gap. So learn how to communicate with the universe, whatever that means for you. I think you're going to be in a lot more powerful, powerful position. If you have a creator, a God, uh, a higher power, uh, the universe life, something cooperative. And just, if you don't believe in any of that shit, take some time and go into nature. You know, um, I remember leaving Whistler and, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, Jesus and the Essenes, apparently that was, uh, you know, and I've looked at all this different stuff. So I'm re recently back to the Bible. I avoided it forever, read autobiography of a Yogi, the Bhagavad Gita, you know, all these Vedas, all these different things, but now kind of coming back to this, but in, uh, Jesus and the Essenes, it says there's four ways to know God, uh, meditation, basically looking within a good, proper teacher, uh, study of, you know, the proper materials and staying in nature. And I had one buddy I hadn't seen in two years. And he's like, you know, probably the least spiritual guy of the group, right? Just very crass. And, uh, you know, all this, this different kind of stuff saying inappropriate jo jokes here and there. And I hadn't seen him for two years. And we're talking about all these big level topics. And there's very few people I can talk to about this stuff, you know, in my life. And I was like, yo, man, like, how have you come to know all this stuff? And he goes, dude, all I do is I take my snowmobile and I go out into the mountains and I sit there. I'm in nature all day, every day. And he like cracked the code and, you know, look at these cities and how disconnected we are from a natural way of living. Like people are worried about a food shortage. And I remember meditating on that because I was, and I thought about how fucking absurd that is. I am a human being. And all I need to know is how to get clean food, clean water and feed myself and clothe myself in like shelter. I can't do any of those things. I'm so dependent on the grocery store and I'm so disconnected with life and how that works. So I need to educate myself and kind of just understand these basic things of being human. It's so crazy. So, you know, um, when we can be accountable, when we figure out what can I give and then pray for the gap. So it's just like, you know, creator, I don't know where I'm going. Please start guiding me or, Hey, you know, I know that I want to start earning money for my podcast or the these five things. I love uh, health. I love helping people. I love these four topics. Please show me a way where I can start making money. So maybe you just start at a gym, right? And from the gym, you get to the next step and the next step and the next step. So you work your way up and you have to friggin' earn it, right? I, anything I'm going to do now uh, in my life, if, if I really want it, it's a 10 year window. That's how long shit takes, you know, a lot of stuff, if you want to write a book or whatever, it might be a bit quicker, but anything that's worthwhile, it might take me 10 or 20 years, but that's how we leave a legacy. That's how we do something extraordinary because we keep consistently doing something that's so inspiring. We're not going to get off track. If you're doing it for money or materialism or something that doesn't come from you, the first road bump, you're going to be off the, off the track and back to whatever. So yep. you got to really figure out who you are. You know, it's so it's like you say 10 years. I know some people are like, oh, 10 years. I'm like, you have zero clue how quickly that will go. You have zero clue. 
I remember being a young comic, Paul Mooney pulling a bunch of us, uh, a bunch of us aside, and he's like, "These are your favorite years. Th- that jerk. These are your favorite years when you're just doing it because you love it, and like you don't realize it's not the destination. Oh, I want uh, sponsors on my podcast. It's not the sponsors on the podcast that you're going for. It's the experiences. That's every." That's everything. Can it's- I ask you, Sam? I remember being told that same thing when I was in high school by a teacher. Like, you don't realize this is a great time for you. And I remember thinking, like, oh, fuck off, you know. <laughs> but do you think it's possible? And what can, what would you maybe advise people to do in that situation to actually appreciate it while it's happening? Is that possible or can it only be appreciated in hindsight? No, I think the key is to appreciate but to how? Be in the but how? But what would it will? Well, you know what? I, I, this is going to sound super fu- simple. I write a gratitude list every day. Okay. And, like, I try to come up with different things. Sometimes it's the same list. You know, my kids, my sobriety, my connection with God, you know, my family, my brother, my babies. Like, I I just, what am I, my dogs. My dog can't stop pissing on my freaking bed. You know, but I still love them. And it's just like, you know, that's how you do. Because what you're doing is reprogramming your head. You know, it's like, do you guys watch the news anymore? No, I, I watch really. clips on YouTube. Yeah, clips sometimes. on YouTube, exactly. Like That's him. it. But really, I don't know the last time I tuned in. Why well, do it for for educational purposes? Like to see what, what kind of nonsense saying. is yeah. well, I, being I, dispensed. I, if you send me some or you send me some, I have certain people, if they send me some, I'll watch it. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck, okay? Because unless it's right in front of me... Uh, that's what I deal with. That's how I live my life right now. I would love to help everybody on the planet. But if I do that, I'm going to lose myself and I'm going to lose my louche. Mm. What I do is the best thing I do is like, hey, man, there's a homeless guy right there. I could save Yemen and spend my whole life doing GoFundMes and change.orgs until I'm blue in the face. Or I could do what Matt Belair told me to do. Which was give these guys a couple bucks, ask them what their name is, and then I tell them nobody's coming to save you. And I do it all the time. I, I and it used to be five dollars. Now it's a little bit more. I've seen it because I'm just like I just I I I just the feeling I get doing it is is worth way more than the money that I give out. You want to know how I think you could see it? How like uh, you can enjoy the up and coming years is if you know you're one day gonna be there. Like, if yeah. you know one day you're going to be on Netflix special, oh. enjoy the open mics. Yeah, like, but enjoy where that. Is there? And I well, tell whatever you, once you there get is. there, you're going to be like, right. I wish I was over there. Yeah. That's, it's hard, man. Okay, see, this is how I explain it. Like, we just did that We Don't Smoke the Same show, sold 40 tickets. I was stoked, and I'm enjoying it right now because I'm like, yeah. one day it's going to be like Sam Tripley, like how we do Tinfoil, and you don't get to talk to everybody. So right now I'm like enjoying how it's just 40 people. It's yeah. small because now I can like... I've been here. Those are the OGs. Though, yeah, those are those people buy tickets. Those people are homies, and those people will be like at the five hundred show. Be like, do you remember we were at the at that small forty? And I'm like, dude, damn. That's when you can remember and enjoy those little like right now. Enjoy it. Don't only remember the the good moments. Remember where you got your dick kicked in moments <laughs> too, because you know what that does. That lets you know your shit don't stink. And, I, you, and you treat everybody like gold because you see somebody new on their journey. You're like, hey, dude, I was there. I was even worse than you. And look where I am now. It's going to be a great journey. And you treat, like I say all the time, 
You know, nobody's a peasant, but just for the sake of the label, peasant, peasant the president. Treat them all like gold, dog. You and know? you need someone like you. I've always seen you, like people that are kind of like they haven't had a kick. And you're like, come on the Comedy Store show. And they're like, oh, it, you put them back in the limelight where you're like, did you just see that? You did that. And I've seen you do it like a... We'll be in Nebraska and be like, do you want to do five minutes? And those people are like, really, Sam? And then you'll shoot them some cash. And they're like, and that puts them back in the motion of like, hey, I got the ball rolling again. Let's go. Because sometimes you get in these slumps and you need someone to be like, hey, here's a little bone. Yeah. And it just becomes like this little slumps are like, what are you doing? What are you you doing? What are you doing, man? How can you start attacking? Yeah, that that idea and that problem is is so universal and so important. Like, you know, hopefully this is a helpful perspective because sometimes perspective is is something that can, you know, make things a little bit easier. They talk about like embracing the 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 grind and loving the process. Well, the way that I've kind of deduced this, because I've worked with a lot of different athletes and, and people over a, you know, a long period of time. And sometimes I work with an athlete that would constantly become second. Right. And so it would always be some sort of mental block or some sort of thing in their past or that where they didn't feel good enough. It always came down to some sort of thing like that. But one of the things I realized I tell people, I'm like, okay, just imagine, you know, you're, you have a son or daughter and at five years old, you're like, Oh, you'll be good enough when you're, you get those training wheels on the bike off. Right. And then they get the training wheels off the bike and they're riding down the street. I'm like, oh, you'll be good enough when uh, you get your driver's license, right? And you're in high school, right? And so then they go through and then they're graduating high school and be like, oh, you're going to be good enough when you get your university degree, get your university degree. And then I'm um, like, oh, you're going to be good enough when you get this first job or this first promotion or this first entrepreneurship business, right? And so there's some point in there where you go from like being a child where everything's kind of taken care of for you and the adults are doing everything where you, you know, start making choices and, and finish high school and university or you're getting a bit older and you're navigating life you feel like you're you're supposed to be complete like it's all going to be done like you're you've you've ended the process and what happens when you get older and wiser is you realize that process never ends you know and so kind of when i'm when I try to break down Zen athlete, when I was teaching it to kids you know I was like okay well if you're gonna um shoot uh, a free throw quiet your mind there's a huge distinction in the quality of life and consciousness between a person who can quiet their mind and the person who can't, because that's the gap between free will choice, how you respond to what happens and life is crazy and all kinds of shit is going to happen and make you want to respond in a certain way. But that's where your free will comes in is how you respond. Then you visualize or intend what you want. You want the shot to go in and we can do that in our life. We can constantly intend like your, your, um, your gratitude journal and the things that you focus on in Buddhism, they call it mental nutrients. That stuff, matters because you're training your mind and your reticular activating system and so you know if you see like you know you all of a sudden buy a uh, a Honda Civic or something. Now all of a sudden you see Honda Civics, so they're they're yeah. everywhere. Like that idea. That's yeah. the reticular activating system. So you're consciously choosing how to train your brain, like what you watch on TV, like the shit you listen to on the radio, like your habits and what you eat. All this stuff matters. Um, and then right. So then you miss the shot or something. So how do you respond? What's the most powerful and positive perspective I can have in that situation? But finally, is let's say you airball two in front of everybody, and LeBron James is going to shoot the game-winning shot, right? And and, uh, you know, he misses it, right? He loses. And, uh, you know, and, and his whole identity and ego smashed, right? Can you be whole, 
perfect and harmonious in yourself wherever you are in the process. And we're always unfolding, whether we've just, you know, had that idea to go do comedy or start a podcast or whatever, you have to be okay with being so shit at it because that's a part of the process. And if it's who you truly are, you're going to persevere through everything. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the result is. It's not about the result. It's about you becoming who you are. And I'll just share like another quick story. You know, my, uh, you know, wife's, good friend um her dad quit being a teacher when there was two kids in the house and he wanted to go into comedy started doing comedy um you know was traveling around at nights doing these different things he ended up being uh a couple voices on Paw Patrol. So he's like Mayor Humdinger and things like that. And he's just incredibly successful because that's who he was. That's what he wanted to pursue. And it's a really beautiful success story. So, you know, it's really important that we learn how to be whole and complete in the process because everybody deals with self-worth issues that they're not good. Almost everybody I've ever met deals with that, right? I'm not good enough because of this. So we have to learn how to train our mind and just engage and be complete as we are. Understand that we're kind of unfolding. We're all children in the eyes of the universe right we don't know people don't know shit i was trying to figure out <laughs> recently like with all this stuff and the studying and the podcast and the research i'm like i still only know a tiny bit of a tiny bit and so i'm like okay well what do i know and i deduced it to two things number one i know what i can do i have an idea of what i could do and i have an idea of what happened but who knows how accurate that is because memory is a clusterfuck when you get into it but ideally it's clear enough right so i know what i can do because it could probably repeat it i can do a kickflip on my skateboard and shit like like that um you know i can <laughs> cook a meal um but what i really know what i know for sure is my intent everybody knows their intent and you know in a lot of the spiritual teachings it talks about using your intent and you know uh, yogananda the guy who wrote uh, autobiography of a yogi has this awesome book called uh, scientific affirmations right so people go uh, okay i want a million dollars first of all you don't want a million dollars you want to be able to travel freely you want to be able to do all these things so write that down not the money money's inert it doesn't matter it gives you the freedom to do the thing you want a house you want a comfortable space for your family you want you know you want a good relationship with a you want real shit not just what people or TV have, have told you that you want, figure out who you want. So then you write those things down. And what happens is most people, um, you know, if we're, if we're supposed to be electromagnetic beings and the ether and Tartaria, right, is taking on the ether. When I train with the Shaolin monks, they talked about that. They, they go into a meditative state and they connect to the ether and, you know, smash bricks and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And so how would they do that? Well, when we say an affirmation, we go, okay, uh, I want to travel the world and be a successful comic and sell out shows, right? People write that down or, and then they speak it. And then if you're an electromagnetic being, just imagine this massive universal pond and then then, you know, you drop in like maybe a one pound stone of like the charge. That's what you're saying. You don't, you don't have any belief. You're just like saying it. There's no energy. There's no electromagnetism. Now you imagine when you hear these stories of mothers, which there's multiple reports of being trapped and their kids are in on fire and the car is all turned over and the mother runs over to the car. She doesn't think about anything. And I, at all other than that mother effing car is getting up that car is moving so she used every ounce of who she is or whatever doesn't they? and then moves the damn car every ounce of her will and so if we apply that type of willpower to who we truly are and it doesn't work if you're going for superficial shit although it might work actually because it is a universal principle but it's you know you're going to get it and it's not going to matter because it figure out sh the stuff that you truly want apply that principle to it and think about how it's going to help other people you're really uh kicking a whole bunch of 
ass and you're, you know, you're, you're creating your life on purpose, right? Most people create their life by default. They get these ideas and these flashy things, right? Like Jim Carrey said, I wish everybody could be rich and famous. So they know that's not the answer, right? You know, there's a lot of people have these issues. So, you know, just cause you get the materialism, it's not complete fulfillment. So they're Scott, they're following the schools of fish. They're not thinking about who they are, what they want to do. But all of a sudden, when you start figuring out what your values are, what's important to you, how you want to grow, if you get infinite PhDs and in subjects, if you could experience certain things in this world that are so meaningful, if you could create stuff, right? If you could master these different things, what are they? You start now creating your life on purpose. And 95% of people probably do not create their life on purpose. And if you do it, it's challenging. You don't know what the time is. You don't know when you're going to receive. You don't know what you're going to receive or how much, um, but you know that you're on the path that you were made to do because you're the one creating it. And that's what I think life, the universe creator, God has endowed us with is that ability to have that free will. And, um, you know, on the side note of the Luciferian stuff, I think that they have to tell you what they're going to do with predictive programming. So it's all out in the open. It's not hard to find. They have their own, you know, processes that they follow so we can follow the ideal life affirming right it's almost like death versus life right like entropy versus neg entropy right it's like life affirming you know giving right so i totally agree and all this shit you're seeing on the news is jacking your louche it's just jacking your louche take everything you've heard from matt today well you've heard us say and apply it to your life and then figure out where does january 6th fall into that where does coronavirus fall into that? Where does supply chains fall into that? <clears throat> and the answer is it doesn't. That's all loose jacket. It's all trying to steal your loose and your energy and your attention. And that's what it is, man. And that there is light. And when you go into the light and you, you, you spread love, you put out love, your world changes. Like I, I had told you, now that now that you mentioned that, I think that was what, what that thing on CNN was, when the fucking Sesame Street on there, loose jacking just to piss us off. Because yeah. what kids are watching that shit? Nothing. It's but just to piss off, off me and you. That. I'm like, hey Sam, did you see what's on fucking? And fuck yeah, and then you're mad, there. and now I'm mad, and who? The kids don't even give a fuck about that's that. That's what I think this trial is with this kid. With uh, I think Kyle they're loose, That's loose jacking as well. That kid's really going through hey, it. Did you see what but happened? The oh yeah, they don't it. care about that. Did you they see the F? The FBI has a, a surveillance from drones, so they know exactly what happened. They were holding it off on everybody and letting them fight, and a whoop-de-whoop when they couldn't come in, hey, we have this thing of this, this is exactly what of happened. Of course. And you don't think they have one on fucking January 6th? I mean, 6th? the FBI, they, does anyone trust the FBI? Yeah. And listen, all this anti-FBI shit makes me think the CIA's behind it because they want us not to trust the FBI, and they got these. So I've been hearing stories about how the CIA is infiltrating the FBI, because technically the CIA is not allowed to operate in the United States. So they, they, you, you see these double agents. And I think that these, these bad elements in the FBI are the CIA people doing this to destroy the integrity and the brand of the FBI. So you That's think, my opinion. So you, you maybe think the people that were uh, trying to kidnap the governor was mostly CIA? I, I think they're FBI, but I if you're asking if you go even deeper yeah. under the layer, okay. that it's 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 uh, CIA, because CIA to me is the is the black nobility police yeah. force. But That's what my I, opinion. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say, if they had drones at this in Minnesota, wherever this the cow thing was, 
random ass street. You don't think they had one in January 6th where they could see the cops letting people in? And they would they show you. They already showed you videos of it. That's why that narrative is dead. Everyone goes, that's not what happened here at all. I mean, Jimmy Dore, who is a very far left guy, is even like, this isn't even fucking real. I really, my dream is to get Whitney Webb on Jimmy Dore's show and just have her just blow up his skull. Because Jimmy's teetering. We're going to get him to our side. And people, you know, they're just people who don't want to. They're so turned off by the term conspiracy theorist that it doesn't allow them to fully lean into it. Right? And it's just like Abby Martin, who is a fucking murderer, right? She's at these, she's at these climate change. Did you see her ask that question to Pelosi? It was great. That was so Everybody fun. ignored it, right? Yeah, and, they yeah. just and, 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 and Nancy Pelosi goes, uh, unfortunately, they need to do some cleaning in this room so that the meeting's over with. <laughs> she nailed her, right? Yeah, I mean, she got but, but when I go, Abby, let's go even deeper. The You know the military is polluter. You know the uh, media lies. You know the government lies. Maybe they're lying to you about this. And Abby's doing the Lord's work, man. She's killing it. I, I, this is all love. I mean, she's one of my favorite people on the planet. She's a badass. Man. She's a badass. We love her. But, man, you know, I mean, you're at this global warming or climate change summits, and you're like, study the Club of Rome, man. You start realizing what's going on. Well, you know, Sam, I think that's one of the benefits of comedy, right? Because comedians don't have to take themselves so seriously, right? Your identity is malleable in a way from that thing. You can entertain these ideas, right? And so people have this identity of who they are and they, and they have to know something and it has to be that way. And it's their mental construct of the world. And what's happened right now for so many people, it's that they've bought into this. And I think it was Yuri Bezmanov that said like, you know, once uh, demoralization happens, it doesn't matter what evidence you show them, yeah. um, they're not going to be able to change the their mind so that's some group of people but other ones they still have this i you know they're still holding on to some of the ideas of what's going on and, and it's just the willingness to let them go and one of the things i learned a long time ago is this amazing process called formula for truth and it basically says like a, there's an x and y axis right and so let's go flat earth and round earth right so you got flat earth up here and round earth at the bottom and and what most people will do is like oh you're an idiot flat earther blah 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 you know i was like okay well what happens is like you're not open to that new information so everybody has one perspective i only have mine and whoever i'm speaking with has theirs and every individual on the planet has theirs so i honor that perspective right so now i open up to 45 degrees of information really the earth is flat why the heck do you think that that sounds nuts because it's obviously a spinning ball in, in outer space and does all these different things that i've told so you just keep listening and asking why and giving respect as you can do to a fellow human being so it's not a bad process to begin with honoring their perspective and all of a sudden maybe at like 98 degrees by listening to them you learn something that changes your whole worldview right so imagine you did that with every single person that you met not defend what you think you know because as you get older you realize the thing you know is it's like one deception after another deception after another deception um you know information and truth evolves and so by respecting each individual now all of a sudden when you hear it from three or four different people and things start lining up you're an, an individual that has access to so much more information than the other person because almost everybody shuts them down and the person 
first time I ever applied this was somebody who told me the earth was flat and this like, I just come back from contact in the desert and I'm at this like healing thing with like one of those deprivation tanks and we're going around these crystal baths and doing all this crazy stuff. And uh, I, I don't smoke, you know, at the time I didn't smoke weed. I don't really smoke it now. So like, uh, I just get, you know, so he's like, he lights up a joint and we're smoking that and he goes, Hey man, so like you know the earth is flat, right? And I was like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, oh shit. And I was like, okay. I was like, go ahead, like tell me why. And three hours of this guy pulling up videos, me asking questions, and at the end of the day, it didn't matter if it was flat, mm-hmm. if it was round, if it was a fucking flying cucumber. I learned so much shit that I did not know. You know, I knew for sure. I learned more about NASA's bullshit. I learned, you know what I mean? I learned so much shit that I didn't know. And so when we can respect and honor um, different individuals and and apply that, we are uh, going to become much more evolved individuals, have a a greater discernment for truth. But even at a very basic sense, we're going to go around honoring and respecting individuals, you know, which I think is a good thing. Well, what you're talking about is what I talk, what you're talking about is what I call black belts. Black belts can have conversations without their heads exploding. You know, and <laughs> you want to tell me the earth's flat? I'm going to listen to it. I, I, they have more information than the round earth people are just like, oh, you know, why would they be lying to us about all this? Well, because they lie about everything. And it's all about us not knowing how special we are. I, I'm open-minded to that we live in a giant egg. I'm open-minded to that as well. I mean, I don't know. I just know I don't trust the people telling me that the earth is round. They lied about everything else. And I know Joe Rogan brings up this Japanese like satellite that goes up and takes a picture of the earth, every blah, 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 and that that is proof. I go, dude, all this space stuff, is they're all the same people. They just have different names. There's a giant, dude, the Jesuits got ran out of fucking Japan. It doesn't mean they didn't go back. You know, I mean, it's just like you take a look at how these things operate. Is it flat? I don't know. Is it round? I don't know. Is there anything that could happen to convince you either way? Yeah, you sh- you somehow guarantee I'll get to space and I'll come home and you won't off me in space and I can go see it myself. So not really. Yeah, not so really. you would have, and you would trust to get on a spaceship. No, that's my did. point. So it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, so, and see, and that's kind of what I was talking about before. Is like, what do you actually know, right? I can't confirm it either way. I don't know. I'm I'm okay with that. Someone is going to give me a presentation about why they think that, right? Just like global or anything else, they're going to give me a presentation and I can just uh, evaluate that. That's it. I can't confirm it. The only stuff I can confirm is what I experience directly and understand directly, right? So there's very few um, things that we actually know for sure, especially when it comes down to history. Like even when we went to Egypt, it's all speculative, right? It's like, well, we think it did this. We think we did that. And slowly but surely when someone can prove it, right, scientifically, so they can repeat the process or they can show you firsthand if you go up in a hot weather balloon, right? And you can see the curvature of the earth or you can see the round nature, whatever the case may be. Now you know from firsthand knowledge, right? And so that's what's really important to understand is that almost everybody is telling you their belief, right? And this goes into spirituality and this kind of goes into some of that black magic kind of stuff that I talk about where everybody 
everybody's deceiving or not everybody, but a lot of people are deceiving in deliberate ways, in, in incremental ways, but in, uh, you know, bigger ways. Like the guy like Yuri Geller would say that he could bend spoons with his mind, but he was like a fraud charlatan or spiritual people saying, I'm going to connect you to all these different things, but they don't know for sure. Some people are being honest and genuine about it, but other people are, are you know, maybe a little bit off, off base in themselves. And right. So that's why coming back to yourself, um, I'm totally comfortable with that. I don't know very much, you know, in, in sitting in, you know, meditation and reflecting and journaling. I'm like, okay, I don't know that much, but what do I know? And what can I do? If the earth is a friggin' cube, is that going to help my neighbor? Is that going to make me a better person? Right. It might remove a bit of uh, a deception, which is good, but I want to put most of my energy on how can I do something meaningful and supportive for other people and continue to know who I am and develop, you know, myself into who I want to become. Cause the longer I get distracted with stuff that doesn't serve me, um, the more off base I'm going to be. If Johnny went to the moon and he told you it's, it's a circle, Sam, you still not believing Johnny? Uh, you wouldn't believe me. I, I would. I would have reservations. <laughs> I would. I it's would. funny because I grew up around a guy that I really trust that worked for NASA, and that part of that has colored my thoughts on all this. It's the guy I know really well, an old guy, and I. I've always. I kind of want to go back now and just press him on it a little bit, you know. But well, I wonder if there's a level of deceit that even they deal with. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's certainly possible. Or well, it's the like, educational institutes, right? They, they talked about that at the Resident Science Foundation as well. It's just like the basics of physics and all these different things. Like look at uh, Rockefeller universities, right? So we don't even know, you know, there's there's so much missing stuff. I mean, going like, on, dude, so. let's look at the, let's look at what's going on with this coronavirus. Mm. I mean, this vaccine, there's so much data contrary to what is like good for you, Mackley, and how many people within... The medical community are like, yeah, you should do it. The numbers aren't there. That doesn't make sense. It's just, it's just conformity, man. And it, it's just like if you work at NASA and you have a paycheck and you have a family and you have all this stuff, your job is to fucking toe the line. You don't get, you don't move up unless you are just willfully playing along. Playing the game. You're playing the game. Virologists, right? I mean, like, there's people who think terrain theory is real and viruses are just simply toxins being removed from the cells. And that's why we have things called flu season. Because during that time, the human animal secretes. Is that the word? Yeah, sure. Secretes or excretes? <laughs> Excrete or secretes. Excretes. Toxins out of the cell. Right? But we've had giant, I've done giant, you know, the unwanted with virologists at the virologist at the virologist who are pushing back on these vaccines that will tell you viruses exist. I don't know the answer to that. As far as I know, they've never been able to scoop a virus out of one host, put it in another host, and have that infection spread. From what I've been told by many people, that has never happened in the history of time. And then they'll show you pictures of it. They don't even know that it looks like that. There's billion-dollar industries. People have gone through much education to say that's really happening. 
And I know Johnny gets uncomfortable when we have these conversations. And I don't mean that to be like Johnny mean? gets uncomfortable, but but you're you don't you're a little uncomfortable with the the oh well I'm I'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable with the karma of yeah yeah like medical stuff talking about medical stuff yeah that that to me is because if, if there's a if there's a five percent chance that I'm wrong on something I say I don't want to say it to other people like in in mass like this you know masses of people. Because I feel yeah. like that I might take on a karmic debt if they think, well, Johnny said it. And he wants to know what he's talking about. And then they well, get Well, that, that comes back to the accountability again, right, of like having your own knowledge. So if you're wherever you're comfortable is totally fine. But, you know, going back to the germ theory versus terrain theory, it goes back to Louis Pasteur versus Antoine Bichamp. And this is when they're trying to figure out, like, why things rotted, why an apple would rot. And so Louis Pasteur was a chemist who said germs come in and get the apple and make it rot. Well, Antoine Bichamp was a genius with four PhDs. He said that the the rotting comes from within the disease comes from within the apple because the terrain gets compromised. And I guess Louis Pasteur was friends with uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, popularized uh, germ, germ theory. Then we go flash forward to 1910 with the uh, Rockefeller and Carnegie um, report, the Flexner report where they had a, you know, at the time you would do allopathic medicine or homeopathic medicine. And so they wanted to increase that. So they have this whole smear campaign on how, uh, you know, natural medicine and homeopathy is all, you know, yeah. quackery bullshit. Yeah. And then they basically give rise to the trillion dollar pharmaceutical industry. And if people want to, you know, look into that a little bit more, uh, check out Dr. Bear Paul Lando, who this guy's amazing. Um, you know, Alpha Vedic and, um, you know, Mike Winner and what they're doing over there, just kind of talking about these things. You listen to them speak about it and they're presentations it makes so much more sense and dr bear was well known in california because he kept curing people or healing them or however you want to say it of cancer they would come to him because they would be at the last roads he would basically do other stuff that wasn't traditional chemo or whatever he would do you know based on um uh, terrain theory principles and would have massive success. And he also told me, you know, when we were on the phone one time that, you know, he had a buddy that he would send back and forth in California. And this was in the early nineties. And his buddy was saying, Hey bear, you know, we're, we're curing people of cancer. And bear would say, don't say that, you know, do not say that. It's the yeah. last thing you want to do. And uh, three months later, that guy and his entire family were murdered, you know, in his home. And so shit like that. And the bears told me some other stories, but when you listen to him speak versus like the virologists and they break it down, they've never isolated a virus, you know, and how they, and you look at the purification process to understand that I've looked through it, but I'm not at the point where I can articulate it as well as Dr. Bear Lando or Dr. Andrew Kaufman or uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan. And I'm on uh, you know, Kelly Brogan and Sayer G do a lot of great work as well. And all of these people, when you listen to them, do the research uh, it's incredible. And, and Kelly Brogan is someone who was a, uh, you know, want to be a psychiatrist and heal people and straight A student and giving people. Um, and I think they deleted her show on Rogan too, because she's like part of the disinformation doesn't know. And so there's a group of these doctors that communicate about what's going on and they have a respectful conversation. They don't always agree, but they figure out who's going to find the best material and argument and then who's going to get the repeatable result. And that's where it comes down to science. That's Can you science. do it over and over again? Right. And so when you have one that's massively profit motivated and the other one that is healing motivated. And so, you know, the, the truth just becomes very self-evident, right? Just even with this Corona stuff, when you start piecing all the stuff together, it's very self-evident what is going on. Total, okay. Let me ask you something, Matt. Nonsense. I got to ask you something because, so we got this terrain versus this, um, what is the other one? Terrain versus germ. Okay. Germ theory. Okay. Johnny got sick. I got something. I got something, dude. I got this thing called COVID tongue. 
My tongue just started bleeding out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. My shoulder still hasn't been right since I did that. Something is going on. I don't know what it is. Is it possible that in the years and trillions of dollars they put into research, they could have created some kind of airborne something? Because when people go, oh, coronavirus doesn't exist. I and I'm not because I agree with you on the germ versus terrain. I I totally believe in terrain theory. But I'm like, how does this fit in to when I got sick? When my when my tongue started bleeding out of nowhere and Johnny looked it up and there's actually something called COVID tongue. That or I, I'm not I'm not getting combative with you. I'm I'm asking an honest question like how does that fit into all that? That or when your smell and your taste goes away and everyone says it does when the flu goes away. Not the way it went away this way. Like I couldn't smell. Like yeah, I would same. put weed in my face and be like. Yeah. And I like, wouldn't smell I've nothing. Never had that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I understand like getting stuffy and like. No, I get that. It, so I, I like, wasn't stuffy though. Yeah. I, had, I didn't have any head symptoms other than the complete loss of taste yeah. and, and, and smell. Because I believe in terrain theory. I think if you understand the lying of that. But my question is how does my tongue start to bleed? in this situation? Well, that's a really great question. I wish I had uh, Dr. Lando on to answer it. Well, I'll just kind of share some of the things that I've that I've come across. So one of them is this theory that, um, I think it, the book is called The Electric Rainbow or something like that, how, you know, these flus or these pandemics lined up with a new electrical field in the in the world. So I don't know if it was telephones or something like that was yeah, the first yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they have all these 5Gs up. So we're not saying that something's happening. We're saying, what's the actual cause? So I could go to a small tribe and poison their water a little bit everybody gets sick and i say hey here's here's the thing you guys are transmitting it to each other um but you don't know what the actual cause is right and so that's really important because even when they test for covid and you look at the pcr test and what carrie mullis said who invented it saying this doesn't you know find the cause it's just amplifies material so we don't know what the cause is so it's it's seeing if there's any kind of deception there and so finding out what the actual cause is and is it um contagious or transmittable and there has been some scary stuff talking about, about, you know, these vax and uh, they talk about gain of function research. Could they uh, manufacture something that actually is indeed contagious or where is this actually coming from? Is it from uh, COVID and from an individual? Is it from a 5G tower? Is it from something else? Uh, we don't know. And that's that's really where you want that clarity. So you you overcome any kind of deception. But I would I would give that one to Dr. Bear and ask him and people in the, the doctors groups I'm in kind of debate this kind of thing right now and and. And there's a lot of evidence on these uh, 5G towers on what they could do. And to give you one example of that, you're right, you can use, you look at cymatics. If, ne if no one's ever seen cymatics, um, it's very fascinating. It's a visual representation of sound and vibration. We are electromagnetic mm -hmm. beings. Yes. So there are many studies, incredible studies that show that these 5G towers can and potentially are weapons. So everything is shut down in the world, but all of a sudden now my whole town is littered with them. Every block is a 5g tower and so we know through um you know different vibrations through the sounds that it'll create a different effect when i was in egypt they had this wall and it was in saqqara and they talked about how this was apparently the hospital or that was their theory and they have all these this massive uh line like this wall with a square in it and so you like it's in so you could stick your head in the square and the guide would say you know go ahead stick your head in the square you're gonna feel a vibration you don't have to meditate or be spiritual or anything everybody's gonna feel it so i go up there stick my head in the square and it's vibrating this feeling so um 
it just shows you that the technology is available through these towers to be either of uh, for benefit or for harm. Because if they tune them to something harmonic, um, that could, you know, activate our pineal gland or do something electromagnetically to the body. You know, you're talking about earlier about the chemicals of, of caffeine, of dopamine. And there's that idea of like the Christ itself is going up to 33 vertebrae. So your pineal gland tur- turns on and that's, you know, where your, your higher senses are. And, you know, that kind of links to what um, Carlos Barrios told me, who was a Mayan elder, he said, you know, we believe there are 20 senses and they kind of turn on over time and you learn how to activate them. And so that's kind of like my long story short is like, I don't know, sure as heck could be, but the official narrative, something's going on. Like I'd be more likely like they're poisoning us somehow. Right. And then convincing, convincing us it's this and then selling us the remedy because these people are, you know, criminals. We've, we've caught them in lies thousands of times. You know, they, they, you know, there's just too much evidence to say, you know, I'm just going to trust them blindly. I totally agree. Matt, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. Wonderful episode. Uh, I think, I mean, just a murder episode, dude. Thank you so much. One more time. Please tell them how to find you, where they can find you. All your, your telegram that I love your uh, podcast and your social media. Well, I appreciate coming on the show, man. Uh, always always a, a pleasure to chat with you. If anybody wants to check out my work, go to uh, mattbelair.com. Getting censored like crazy. So telegram t.me forward slash mattbelair. Finding the email list is great. Uh, great. If, if you're interested in some of the stuff I was talking about, like the quantum heart hypnosis stuff is like really powerful for knowing your life purpose and getting clear. You know, there's a couple products for sale, but if you want it, uh, stuff is cheap, but I'll give it to you for free just so you can experience that. So anything that I've built or that's out there that can help you, uh, just send me an email. I'm happy to gift that to you because it's really effective stuff for getting people clear. Cause I think that the more people that understand who they are and what they want to build and contribute and improve upon, the better we're all going to be because people are going to be happy, more fulfilled, you know, um, more accountable for who they are. And then we're going to, you know, benefit with our community. Somebody's going to be a master bread maker. Somebody's going to be a master electrician. Somebody's going to be the comic, you know, so we're all going to have these different skills that we appreciate and evaluate in each other. So we want to, you know, engage in that pursuit of mastery for ourselves. So I feel like that's one really powerful thing we can all do to, um, you know, it's the only thing we can do is improve ourselves to improve the situation. And then that becomes infectious and contagious for the people we're around to build solutions. And that's what we're in right now is to be the example. And I think when you do that, we're going to, we're going to naturally gravitate towards other people doing the same thing and we're going to be totally fine. So let go of the fear, do your best. And uh, just, uh, yeah, do <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, dog. Crazy. I mean, it's that's crazy it. times. Canada sucks ass right now, man. It's just like it's trying to remain positive. <laughs> I'm, it's so funny because I have like hot Canadian chicks constantly like, get me out of Canada. I'm like, I can start a green card business. Dude. Everyone's worried about the man, Mexicans. Smuggle us down. I was about yeah. to say, get me first, fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's great. I think these are the important shows. We can talk about everything under the sun about what they're up to. What do you do with the information? What do you do with the information? I've had people go, oh, woo, woo, woo. It's not woo, woo, man. It's like, how do we deal with it? How do you deal with the situation? Because they are in full court press of Luciferian bullshit. And we got to push back. And these people sold their soul. And guess what? They want you to stay here, too. They want you stuck in here. And you got to get up fucking the send, bro. And that's how it goes, everybody. I love you all very much. I hope to see you in Boise. We got a second show. Salt Lake sold out. There's only like 30 tickets left for San Diego. Grab your tickets, man. I'm dropping hammers of the gods on it. Three, Four more shows left in 2021. 
I got Tampa's coming on December 11th or 10th. That's the last one. Come grab your tickets now because when they're gone, they're gone. I love you guys very much. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, be safe out there, okay? We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.